0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. We got another episode coming to you today on Wednesday. Ah, man, I tell you what, I wish it was snowing and cold. I wish it was negative 5 degrees right now. Instead, it's 40 and rainy in the middle of December. My yard is soup. Everything's overflowing. The rivers are engorged flooding everywhere, parts of Maine. Dude, I I didn't realize how bad the damage was to Maine. Uh, There are some parts up north in Maine where entire roadways are completely washed out. Like, washed out. Like, paved blacktop, double yellow line, shoulders wiped out. Um, Really bad. I I have a strong inclination that this warmer weather has something to do with the Canadian fires this summer the quote-unquote fires They were indeed wild, but they didn't start uh, on accident. <laughs> um, I have, I, I firmly believe it has something to do with that, and just that smoke, that smog that came down from up north and blanketed uh, northern states in the US. I, I really believe that there's something, they did something, they did something, they burned some chemical. think it's all those chemicals that went missing in california uh anyways i just left muay thai had a good session today with my coach Biles. big fan of muay thai i say it every time love it can't get enough of it really enjoy it things are starting to come together you know we're doing like all the fine tuning like he's really picking apart even my most basic strikes like my jab and my cross really picking it apart no don't raise your body make sure you're snapping at the end make sure you're getting full extension coming from your hips like i'm excited i'm excited uh now that uh that's what i i when so a lot of people when they go to start like jujitsu or muay thai or anything karate whatever it is they what's going to happen is is you're going to reach a point where your coach if it's a if they're a good coach should start to pick apart all the tiny details. And what will happen is, because what will happen is, for me at least, I catch on to things very, very quickly. So, you know, six months of Muay Thai for me, you know, for a normal, I don't want to say normal, again, I'm not trying to be egotistical with system, I just, I pick up on striking. The, The martial arts I pick up on very, very, very quickly. You know, six months for me could be the equivalent of a year for somebody else or more. So I I learn very, very quickly and I make progress very quickly. Um, So what happens is, is it's a lot of good jobs. It's a lot of this. It's a lot of this. You're making progress. And then it almost feels like you start to go backwards because your coach starts to really pick you apart oh man I thought that was a good cross what was wrong with it oh I raised my body instead of lowering you know what I mean or I did it came more from my arm instead of my hips so people get discouraged they get discouraged Um, I remember this happening a lot when I was in life insurance sales you know when the when the person first got their script memorized it was great job excellent awesome I'm patting them on the back I'm giving them a lot of verbal praise and then I start to fine-tune their skills No, you're rushing this part you need to slow down here you need more emphasis here and then you can see people get frustrated because they're like oh I thought I was doing a good job yes you got it memorized which is amazing but now it's time to fine-tune now it's time to fine-tune so I want to encourage you in any endeavor that you're you're engaged in uh, to embrace the fine-tuning if you've got a coach that's fine-tuning you know you've got a good coach You know, a coach, yes, should praise you. A coach, yes, should let you know when you're doing a good job. We all need that verbal encouragement. But I personally believe that it should be like 80-20. 80% constructive criticism. 20%. It might even be 90-10. It might even be 95-5. If you really want to get better. You know, I get it. If you're just a hobbyist... You know, you might want to hear more good jobs than anything. But if you're really trying to be real, like, I'm, I'm trying to be very proficient. Will I ever be a pro fighter? No. You know what I mean? I, I'm 31. Let's be realistic. I mean, if I had to nose to the grindstone, just maybe I could get decently far. Do I think I'd ever be a world champ at this point when I'm training, you know, fighting against guys that have been doing this since they were in diapers? No. You know what i mean you think if you put me in the in the ring there with one of these russian muslim guys that's been training he's been fighting bears in the snow since he was three you think no you know what i mean i have a very realistic perspective but do i think i could compete in a couple low level tournaments or something like that and win yeah absolutely absolutely so I, I there's there's that competitive edge there's that competitive advantage and i feel like you gotta have that in everything. Like, why would you want to do something and not get really good at it? Why would you want to do something? Because, again, it goes back to what I tell you guys all the time. How you do one thing is how you do everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And you should have a certain standard of excellence that you commit to in everything there should be a certain standard of excellence like i'm never going to be as good at muay thai as i am in business because i got 12 13 years of business under my belt and only about four months of more muay thai you know what i mean it's like it would take a very very long time for my proficiency in muay thai to match my proficiency in business very long time but that doesn't mean that i don't bring a level of excellence and, and intensity to my muay thai or my jiu-jitsu or whatever else it is I'm doing, my weightlifting, whatever else it is that I'm putting my mind to. Like if I were to take up chess tomorrow and start learning how to play, because I don't really know how to play chess. Never played many more board games or card games growing up at all. I never had the patience for it, but I would like, I think I'd like to learn chess. Do I think I'm going to be a grandmaster? Absolutely not. But do I think I could be pretty good? Yes, because I'm going to bring a certain level of energy, intensity, enthusiasm, and excellence to the pursuit of chess. And that's, you should should want to be proficient at everything you set your mind to. Everything. Don't set your mind to it if you're not going to do it. It's better that you don't do it. And I wrestle with this a lot. It's like the people that go to the gym and don't do anything. I'm like, is it really better for them to be there? Yeah, probably. But I think what happens is is when people go to the gym and they don't actually do anything, they lull themselves into a sense of security that's not really there. You know what I mean? It's like if I just went to Muay Thai and maybe just hit the pads a little bit, and went home, watched class, didn't ever spar. I'm gonna have a very high overestimation of my ability to fight. And if I get into a street fight with somebody that even halfway knows what they're doing, I'm gonna get my ass beat. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I've been going to Muay Thai now for a year. But when I get there, I just hit the pads and my shoulders always hurt and I never spar. And I do the same combination every single jab, jab, cross jab jab cross and I think I got this beautiful jab and cross and I don't I get smashed, get my brain splattered in a street fight <laughs> you know what I mean it's like you, you've got to be I, I don't know what's better, I don't know if that person should just stay stay home because I think it's, it's dangerous it's like you think you're healthy because you go to the gym every day but you don't do anything, it's what I've said before, do not mistake presence with progress do not mistake presence with progress. Presence is not progress. They are not synonymous, both in definition, both in in, in application, they are not synonymous. And many people, many people mistake presence with progress. There was, uh, when I used to be in the life insurance business, uh, there was uh, an older gentleman uh, that I worked with for quite some time. And this guy was, um, he was very talented at one point. But the, the problem with him was, is he had it in his head. I'm older and I've been here longer. And because he was older than the rest of us and he had been there longer than the rest of us, he thought that that meant he was just better. And what happened is he got passed up Time and, time and 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 time again. Because presence is not progress. You don't just get to show up. People are like, oh, half the battle's showing up. Bullshit. 20% is showing up. 20% is paying attention. 20% is taking notes. 20% is going back and studying those notes. And then the last 20%. To round us out to 100 is the application of what's been learned. Plenty of people were in the same classrooms and libraries as Albert Einstein and Isaac Newton and Benjamin Franklin. Plenty of people were in the gym the same time as Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, man. Plenty of people were on the wrestling mats as long as or before then Kale Sanderson was. Undefeated wrestler in college, collegiate for Penn State. Or no, he was Iowa. Oh, he coaches Iowa now. He was at Penn State, I think. I like that name a lot. Kale, C A E L. Think of my, some, I. Some I. I'm torn between a couple of boy names. I really like. K-A-L. It just sucks because you have like Kale, like the salad. Kyle, I guess we could call him. Kyle is that's a strong name. Kyle. Kyle Russell. Arthur's a very strong name, I think, Kyle, a couple others that we have. Uh, anyways, all of these, there's so many people that nobody knows existed or exists that were on the mats, on the court, in the gym, in the classroom, the same time and as much as these guys were. So why were they so different? Because when they were there, they gave everything they had to their pursuit. They left it all on the line. They left it all on the line. And what do you get? Champions. champions championships. You can't just show up and expect to get better. And many of you are just showing up every day to your life. Going through the motions, not eating a good breakfast, rushing out the door because you slept in too late because you were up too late, going to a job that you hate, coming home every day and just another day with your kids and you don't pay too much attention, you're not present with them and you neglect your wife or your husband and your sex is boring and just everything about your life, you're just on autopilot. Just hoping someday that you're gonna get a big break. Just hoping and pleading that someday you're gonna get a big you. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Have you heard that before? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And opportunities do not go away. If there's a promotion at your job, for a significant raise. It doesn't, if you don't get it, it doesn't just disappear into the ether. It goes to somebody else. Opportunity will find its way to the right person. You need to make sure that you're the right person. It's like a heat seeking missile and you wanna be the hottest person in the room. Let me say that again. Opportunity is like a heat seeking missile and you wanna be the hottest person in the room. You want to attract that opportunity. And how do you attract that opportunity? You're always ready. You're always dialed in. You're always tuned in your mind, your body, your spirit. You're on top of things. You're dialed in, you're tuned in. Some of you out there, you are working hard. You are fine tuning yourself. You are in the middle of the grind. You're in the muck. You're just churning day after day after day. You've got a goal. You've got a plan. You've got a purpose. You're working hard. You But you just can't seem to find that breakthrough. It's coming, man. It's coming. You just have to be patient. Remember that phrase I use with you guys all the time? Aggressive patience. Aggressive patience. You've got to be aggressive, but patient. Aggressive in the, your work. Aggressive with your work ethic. Aggressive with your discipline. Aggressive with your goals. Aggressive, 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 but your are patient. Patient understanding that the results take time. The results take time. Uh, I see so many people out there, man, trying to be inspirational, motivational coaches and all this, and they've got no resume. They've got no resume. What have you done? What have you built? What have you created? People will hear my messages, and I get so discouraged when I turn around and see them trying to become motivational speakers, and they've built nothing and done nothing. Nothing. I'm not trying to put anybody down, but please do not, being a motivate, nobody, where's, show me your resume. Before you try to, I don't let anybody motivate me unless I check their resume first. What, what do you have? What have you done that makes me want to listen to you and what you have to say? Like, I'm not gonna have a personal trainer. I see these guys and ladies that are personal trainers, and they look like any other average Joe off the street. Skinny, a little bit of belly fat. You know, these, per- dude, I see these guys in the gym, man. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some really great, great personal trainers out there, but a couple that I've seen recently, like, they show up to the gym, they're dressed poorly, you know, baggy t shirt, skinny little arms sticking out of these little armholes. It just, it's like why how how can you look at yourself in the mirror and say i'm a personal how you're what personal trainer if i were a personal trainer i would have iron pants nice belt tucked in shirt tight shirt that accentuated the body that i built i'd have my clipboard shit i'd have a whistle You know what I mean? Like I would come ready to throw down with the people that I'm training that day and I would have a body, a physique that before I even open my mouth, suggests that I know what I'm talking about you need to listen to me. What's your resume say about you? Take you out of the picture completely and just put you down on paper. If you were put on a piece of paper, your accomplishments, your daily routine, what you're doing with your life currently, all of these the, through the adversities that you've been through, if I were to just have you just literally put down as a resume, your life just manifested itself on a resume, are you just gonna get thrown into the corner pile? Or are you somebody where we pause and read, well, we could we should consider this applicant, your resume and I'm not talking about going from job to job when somebody asks you who you are as a person what is what do you say? I know what I say. Mike describe Michael describe yourself who is Michael Russell? say first and foremost he's a servant of God he's a husband next and a father third. beyond that he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's passionate about his health and his fitness. He's training Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu. He's in the gym. He's a power lifter. He's a podcaster. He's this, he's this, and that. I'm not bragging about myself. I'm just going through, like, if somebody asks me, uh, he's disciplined. He's focused. He's altruistic. He's giving. He'd like to think he has a good heart. Like, like, If I could go through, here are these accomplishments. Built multi-million dollar a year life insurance agencies. Built multi-million dollar a year staffing companies. Started a a firearms accessory and fitting company uh, with two other great business, surrounded by great business partners. Been through, here are the obstacles and adversities that I've been through and I'm still here. I've been legally, I've been smeared, I've been this, I've been that, I've been broke, I've been rich, I've been all these things. I'm not saying this again. I want you to go out and live your damn life. Live your life. I've been rock bottom, rock bottom, committed, charged, (laughs) addicted, despondent, hopeless, broken, lost. But now here I am. Your struggles aren't so unique that nobody's ever been what you've been through before. I, in my life, I've been deeply wounded in my life. But I don't use it as an excuse to be a piece of shit. And the, the number one person that you're betraying isn't anybody else other than yourself. The number one person that you are betraying by not being your best self is yourself. It's the number one. That's at the top of the list. And there's no betrayal like self-betrayal because if you cannot be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anybody else. What does the Bible say when when we engage in sexual immorality? We sin against our own flesh. You know what I mean? It's like most sin that we deal with is damaging to us before it's damaging to anybody else. Sometimes we're so self-flagellating that we just we beat ourselves into a pulp. And uh, it's very disappointing. But this is how we learn. It's how we learn, man. And I just want to, you know, you guys just You've got to start living your life. And sometimes living a good life is often very painful because it involves risk and setback and failure. And some people are just so afraid, so afraid of these things that they never push themselves and they never step outside the box. So that's all I got for you guys today. I love you guys. Let's get it. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.